gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to my two cents podcast. This is episode 98, which is entitled Trauma. I'm your host, G2. But before I get into these topics, let me just read you off the National Food Days of the Week. Today being October 30th, it is Candy Corn Day. Tomorrow, October 31st, Halloween. It is Candy Apple Day as well as Caramel Apple Day. Then we move on to the 1st of November. It is Vinegar Day and Pate Day. November 2nd, Deviled Egg Day. November 3rd, Bison Day, as well as Sandwich Day. November 4th, we have another Candy Day. And then finally, to wrap it up, November 5th, Donut Day, as well as Chinese Takeout Day. Now, before I get into these topics, I want to talk about somebody that we lost this week. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones uh, was a comedian who happened to be 67. Leslie Jones, he crashed his BMW into a building Monday in Hollywood and reports are saying that he suffered a heart attack prior to crashing his BMW into that building, which ultimately led to his death. Uh, This comes from TMZ. They say sources close to the late actor told TMZ for the last three weeks he was experiencing shortness of breath. We're told Leslie was scheduled to see a cardiologist within the next week to check out his heart and see if there was any underlying health issues. So that's the report on Leslie Jones. Again, I am disheartened to hear about another person passing away. It seems that every week I almost come in here on this pod and just say somebody has passed away or bring up and mention it, but it's life. People pass away every single week, but it's just weird to hear about so many people constantly passing daily and weekly. It's just overwhelming when you keep on reading up on it and hearing about it. It's just real overwhelming. I want to say uh, my thoughts and prayers to the actors, friends, and family because 67 isn't too old to technically pass away yet. He didn't hit the marker of what 80s, 90s where everybody's like, okay, you can leave now. But he was 67. They reported he had like heart issues. So again, everybody let this be a well message to you. Please get yourself checked out. Go to the Hospitals go to your doctors to see that you're good, get a checkup and just make sure that you're fine because anything can happen to you. And if you are experiencing any type of medical condition, if you're experiencing any type of shortness of breath or you're experiencing anything that could ultimately like cause your demise, please get yourself checked out. Please have somebody drive you, call up a friend, call up somebody else or call up your children if they're old enough. Just call someone to have you drive to your doctor or any type of medical uh, building. Because again, you don't know when anything can happen to you. We're all just living on this earth literally for this finite amount of time. We think we live on this earth for a, a long period of time, but no, we're only on here for a little time. When you think about it, the times are going incredibly fast. Day by day, the t- hours are like increasingly rapidly going faster and faster. That's the weird part when you grow up. When you're a kid, it feels like the days are just going slow because you're in school, you're in a place that you don't want to be, and it feels like, God, you just can't wait to leave this freaking place. But when you get older, it just seems that you are constantly just building off of, okay, you're here, 
you're at a job and then your hours just rapidly go over fast and fast and fast and then one minute you're awake one minute you're at your job one minute you're back home you go to bed and now you're back in that shuffle all over again so anyway please uh get yourself checked out please go to any uh doctor to get yourself together if you have any problems and just get a checkup that's all i'm asking but again rest in peace to leslie jones and uh i hope that his family and friends are able to get some type of uh peace soon now off to the next topic i want to talk about something from cbs news that i personally found interesting is basically talking about the ukraine war but it's coming from a person that actually fought in the ukraine war it was an american fighter I'll give it to you like this. This comes from CBS News. American fighter in Ukraine describes the pure evil of Russia's war. An American who volunteered to fight against Russia in Ukraine described the carnage he saw on the front lines, saying the battle for Ukraine is against pure evil. Now, I'm about to play you the audio clip from the soldier, and this, this comes from the CBS News YouTube video. You could hear shooting, but then you could also hear grunts and people like fighting to the death with their bare hands. The carnage you're describing sounds like something out of World War II. Yeah. This is nothing like any conflict in the past 70 to 80 years. On the front line in southern Ukraine, he says, he repeatedly witnessed Russian forces using white phosphorus munitions. It comes down extremely slow, but there's nothing you can do and everything it touches just incinerates. Including this incident about 20 or 30 guys burning alive um, and several gunshots because uh, there was nothing else they'd do. So a lot of guys have suicide pistols and you'd hear them scream and then they would say goodbye and then blow their own heads off. Oh, was that, must have been horrific. It's war. At least that's what I tell myself. Now, as you heard from the man whose name Elvis, because that was his uh, call signal while he was over there in the Ukraine, you heard how, like, the desperate, the traumatic sounding in his voice when he was detailing that event of white phosphorate coming down and just basically killing 20 to 30 people. And you heard him say that they had suicide pistols. So that tell you how bad this white phosphorate is. For people that didn't know, and like myself, I did not know until I looked at the article of it. Uh, white phosphorate is a wax-like chemical substance that ignites instantly when it comes into contact with oxygen. Its primary function in weaponry is to burn brightly. It is used by militaries around the world, including the U.S., often to illuminate targets as part of tracer munitions at night. But it can be extremely dangerous when used as a weapon, causing deep burns even through bone. There are certain weapons that I've seen used on the battlefield in Ukraine that, okay, it's war, I get it. But there are certain weapons that are used that if the rest of the world could see what they cause, what that looks like when someone dies because of that, there would be a lot bigger outcry, Elvis said. The fighter said he's traumatized by his experience on the battlefield and that he's worried one of his fellow fighters might commit suicide because of what they went through together. See, right there. Right there alone shows you the traumatic experiences that any type of soldier, any type of person that goes into war and that's actually inside of a war has to deal with. Now, I wish that Russia and Ukraine could figure this stuff out. I wish Russia would get out of Ukraine's land. I've been saying this almost for a better part of a year now. Well, 
since this thing's been started and since I got knowledge of this thing, it's ridiculous how Russia is over there just trying to take land. Dude, it's not yours, bro. Got to get over that. And for you to send people over there that don't even want to get over there. You got soldiers that don't want to be soldiers. There was literally a whole thing of like people in Russia trying to leave out of Russia because they didn't want to get enlisted and be sent off into the war by the Russian government. That's how bad they didn't want this. So if your own people trying to avoid this and try to get out of this, that tells you how bad they don't want to be in it. And you're sending them off. You're grabbing them up before they can leave and say, yo, you're going into the war. You're going to do this for your country. That's nasty. That's disgusting for something that they don't even believe in. I guarantee you, if you poll the Russian people just by themselves, they wouldn't believe in this stuff. But again, that's not my business. I'm not the head over there. I'm just saying from a perspective from a person watching on the outside in the way that it is portrayed out here and i guarantee you uh, they're not too far off on the portrayal you have people in your own country that don't want this whole war to happen so i wish that russia i wish that putin himself would like pull his people back and stop this thing it's not too late to stop this terror that's going on because you don't want your people to die you don't want innocent people to die. You don't want people just to die over land. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's kind of how the world is. I'm sorry. That's that's really legit. People in the world fight over land and fight over stupid things every day. But land is a big thing that's been happening since the dawn of time. But you think that we should have been like advanced in knowledge by now. You would think that we should know that, yo, we have enough land for a country to have this much, that country to have that much. We don't need to try to conquer the other person's, the other country's land. It's not right. It's not fair. But again, this is above my head. This is above me. A lot of freaking government work and a lot of politician work goes into all this stuff from international work. I don't know the whole spectrum of it. I don't think nobody will ever know the whole full spectrum of it. I just think that it is wrong. And just to hear from an American fighter detail exactly that the type of terror that he has seen, you know what? It doesn't shock me because I have been talking to vets and some vets are willing to talk about their experiences outside of the U.S. and talk about the type of horror that they have seen from people getting their face blown off to them getting blood splatter on their own uh, uniform after seeing somebody get their head blown off or uh, seeing a body part get like just demolished in the most mangled way that they've seen. I mean, some of these vets have seen some real traumatic things and you wonder why they're not able to function when they come back into the American soil, they're coming back into their lifestyle. You think that they should just be able just to get themselves together. No. As you just heard from this exact man, this man is going to need a lot of therapy. This man is going to need a lot of people trying to talk him down off the ledge. I guarantee you this man might be suicidal at one point. He might even think about ending it himself. Don't do that. Please don't. Get this man some help. I hope CBS got him in contact with a therapist, got him in contact with other type of like help. Because if you're getting an interview from a vet like this and you are a big corporation like CBS, ABC, Fox, 
whatever corporation it is big bucks, you should be able to get these people therapy, especially since they're giving you insight the way that this man was able to give insight to CBS. This guy should get therapy. So if he doesn't get it, CBS, please get Elvis some therapy. If he is getting therapy, just help him advance in his way of getting back to civilian mindset thinking. Any type of help that he needs, please give it to him. Because again, he did give you insight on what it is like over there in the Ukraine war. But for the people that don't know, please speak to any veteran. Speak. Go to your uh, veteran affairs offices near you when you have the time or speak to any vet that you just see at a store because trust me there is veterans around at stores that you go to when you go grocery shopping just talk to them for a minute ask them about some of those like horrible things that they have seen outside of the country just ask them i guarantee you they'll be able to give you certain things that you couldn't even envision yourself seeing because when you think about it what human would think they're going to see somebody get their head blown off one person Things they're going to see somebody have some type of chemical go onto their body and it starts literally burning them to the point it starts tearing their skin and just starts showing almost bone and all this type of crap. That is real life situation. Some of those movies that you see that be from special effects, certain people are literally living that out because of some of these chemicals that the war has them using. It's disgusting. It's disturbing. So... Again, talk to some vets, and you can see that this whole thing, what he's talking about, it's a true life situation. It's a real deal thing. It's not just for play. No, these people are for real. So I hope that the vets, one, get some help because they need it. I hope that, two, this man Elvis gets some help because he's going to desperately need it. I hope that the war in Ukraine gets done. Because this was never supposed to be the case. This was never on anybody's bingo card. I don't think this was on Ukraine's bingo card at the beginning of the year. Or even at the end of the year 2021. I don't think nobody thought that, okay, Russia's going to come over here and start destroying our homes and destroying our way of life. I don't think nobody thought that. But we're here. They're here in this situation. I can't say we're here because I'm over here in America. But they're over there dealing with this type of problem. And only thing I can constantly say is, Hopes and prayers, hopes and prayers. And that's the only thing I can't say because I'm not over there. And I want this whole crap to be done. I hope that somebody can get into Putin's ear and say, yo, dog, you're bugging over here. Don't you think you've done enough? Don't you think we need to pull back now? Something. I'm hoping somebody can do that. I'm hoping. But again, please give uh, these vets some help. Please get these people that are volunteering their services over into this Ukraine war and they come back, get them some help because they're desperately going to need it. And also, this is another reason why Brittany Griner's not coming back to the American uh, soil anytime soon, by the way, because her uh, her appeal got denied. So she is going to still be spending those nine years inside the Russian uh, prison system. So Brittany Griner got to sit in those cells because I don't think America's willing to give up their Russian guy that Russia wants. I don't see that happening because America wants Brittany Griner and another guy while Russia wants their one guy. I don't see America giving up that deadly like guy, arms, weapons, dealer guy back to Russia. I don't think so. I don't see America doing it. So only thing I can say is this, America, only thing we can do is just wait our turn, wait and see what happens. 
I hope it happens. I hope Brandy Grider comes out because Brandy Grider comes in there for a little bit of weed. But again, you should know what country you're going into. You should know what you're packing to make sure you're good, to make sure you don't get stopped anywhere. Um, that should just be a PSA to everybody right there. If you're going to leave out of the country, please know what you are packing. Please know what's legal, what's not legal. Please know the laws in these countries that you are heading to. Because again, America, we have different laws than all these other countries. Some states allow weed. Some states allow some type of uh, recreational drug. Certain states do not. And certain countries, they allow certain recreational drugs. Maybe. I don't know. But look into it. And you'll know before you head out to any type of vacation spot. Let that be a life lesson that hopefully people are learning now. But again, love and light, love and prayers to people over there in Ukraine. Love and light, love and prayers to Brittany Griner and her situation. And just love and light to Elvis as well, because that was some uh, information I didn't know about until listening to that audio clip myself. So again, love and light to everybody. Now from trauma out of the country, now the trauma inside of the country, we had another school shooting this week. Is this come from St. Louis? This is come from CNN.com. Rifle use in St. Louis school shooting had been taken from the gunman about a week before the attack, police say. The AR-15 style rifle used in a deadly St. Louis school shooting had been taken from the shooter's possession during an interaction with police about a week before the attack, and it's unclear how he got it back, police say. The gunman, who was 19 years old, Orlando Harris, opened fire on Monday, killing a student 15 years old and a teacher who was 61 and wounding several others at the Central Visual and Performing Arts High School. Harris later died at a hospital after a gun battle with officers at the school. Before the shooting, his family had contacted St. Louis police to have a firearm taken away from him. St. Louis police commissioner said at a news conference Wednesday, the mother at the time wanted it out of the house, he added. Police responded to a domestic disturbance at the family's home on October 15th, just nine days before Monday's shooting, according to a Wednesday night police statement. Officers responded and determined at that time the suspect was lawfully permitted to possess the firearm. The statement obtained by CNN affiliate KMOV reads, A third party known to the family was contacted and took possession of the firearm so that it would no longer be stored in the home. Police on Wednesday night confirmed that the gun removed from the house that day was the rifle that was used in the school shooting. How he acquired it after that, we don't know. The commissioner said, we're looking into that. The firearm has a serial number on it. Okay, cool. They traced it, whatever. Uh, the article will further go on saying that after the attack, FBI investigators found a letter and a notebook in the car Harris used to drive to the school. The school was the target. The commissioner said there was a disconnect between him and what he felt was the other school community. He felt isolated and alone. So again, we had another coward here feeling alone and i'm gonna call anybody that shoots up a school a coward just gonna make that perfectly clear there's no way you're going to get away from this if you're thinking about shooting up a school you're a damn coward you don't need to do that first of all seek some help let me just start right there before i get into the real extreme part of this get some help go to find a therapist go to find some friends to talk to go to find an adult to talk to go to find somebody before you think about even shooting up a school that has other people in it because when you do that, you're destined to die. I'm just making that perfectly clear. You're destined to die. And if your whole idea is literally to die, 
just, and this is me saying this, after you have already exacerbated all your options from talking to people to all these other things, getting help and everything else, and you feel that you still need to shoot up a school, and I rarely, rarely ever think anybody has the need really to shoot up a school, kill yourself. Kill yourself before you do it. I don't want nobody to do that. I mean this from the bottom of my heart. But I'd rather have you kill yourself than you going up to a school and shooting up other individuals. I know that might not be the right thing to say because people might say, oh my God, you're not supposed to say that. But to damn be that. If you're thinking about shooting up a school and you're about to go ahead with that, go into a room by yourself, shoot yourself, and just call it a day. So you will not try to shoot up a school. Don't do that. If you are getting bullied, by somebody at school, and this goes for the students, go into a guidance counselor, go to somebody to get some help for that bullying situation. But this guy was out of school. He was a graduate already. He decided to go back to this school and start shooting up the school that he has already graduated from. What the hell was he thinking? I don't know. Say he felt isolated. He felt alone. Dude, go find some people to talk to, man. Do something. We as individuals, even though sometimes certain portions of the world like to be alone, like to be lone wolves, they like to communicate with people on their own time. Certain people, they need to communicate with people because if they don't, they are in a bad mood, they get depressed, they get all this type of stuff. That's why you saw during the COVID pandemic, people started getting into a depression because they were not able to be out. They were not able to go and commiserate and talk to people in face-to-face yes they were able to facetime they were able to do these zoom calls they were able to do these other things but they were not able to do these physical touching like we're able to do now literally two years later you get back to normal you go talk to people face-to-face you go to concerts you get to have these real world experiences with each other but in covid you couldn't so for somebody now to say that they feel isolated and alone you could try to bond with somebody easily now because everybody felt isolated and alone in 2020 i would think it'd be more easier now because everybody at least has this thing that you know we're back outside now we're all able to do what we got to do we should be able to at least get to a better like spot than what we were two years ago i know for me two years ago i wasn't talking to people like that still to this day i'm not talking to a lot of people like that but i have open up my bubble of communication to people at least a little bit more because again i'm not afraid to be alone as long as i have my family i'm good but with me now in this space of podcasting i have to now open up my circle open up my communications and talk to these different individuals to see okay here's what i can learn from somebody here's what i can learn from them or they can learn from me or i can literally genuinely have a uh connection with a person that's me and that's how i feel about this again i'm a loner i like to be alone if it's not with family but now i have opened myself up for this guy to say that he felt isolated and alone there's no way there's no way you might not have put in time to talk to somebody that's all this is you got to find people yes you might get shut down at one person i might not want to talk to you okay go to another person i guarantee you you survey 100 people somebody is willing to talk to you you'll at least get one out of 100 that's going to be willing to talk to you you just gotta have that motivation to continue to go on and go forward keep going keep going not i feel isolated and alone this right here shouldn't have happened this school shooting should not have happened i don't like it this is disgusting to me 
is completely disgusting. I don't like this whole thing at all, dude. This is nasty. This is completely nasty. Now, I'm not sure if there's, like, gun shooting in, like, bullet holes or bullet casings in the walls or anything. I'm not sure. I would think it is because they said the man came in with, like, a large ammunition, like, a large amount of ammunition, some of it strapped to his chest. And they said the school shooting left the building riddled with bullets and turned an ordinary Monday at the school into one where frightened students and teachers locked their doors, huddled in corners, and jumped out windows to save their lives as the sound of gunshots echoed throughout their hallways. Now you got to get these kids and these teachers uh, some therapy. You got to get them into some type of system that they could talk to a trained professional to get over their trauma. This is something that I don't understand. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get how we have become so much better with technology. We have furthered better human life, literally with all these technological advances from these laptops and iPads and PS4s, PS5s, Xbox Ones, the Xbox Series S, uh, the Nintendo Switch, or all these other modern day things that people might say, Joe, those are expensive gifts you Certain people might not have all these things. Okay, let's go with this. You have the internet. You have a public library. They have uh, computers. You can go on these things, and you can go there every single day and get on those laptops or these computers. And guess what? You can try to build a connection with either the librarians there or build up a connection with people on these uh, social media sites. All these things happen. So I just don't get how somebody feels isolated, alone, or they feel like they just got to do these type of things i don't get it somebody please somebody message me say something how people can feel okay with this i don't think anybody does feel okay but for the people that feel like okay i'm gonna shoot up a school because of feeling isolated and alone no i'm gonna make this clear again if you shoot up a school you're a coward i want you to go and seek help first whether it's from friends whether it's from family whether it's from just strange individuals that you try to find somebody to at least communicate with and tell your feelings or write in a notebook, but expose that notebook to somebody else so they can see what you are thinking about if you don't know how to communicate with them. Do that first. And if, and only if you have exacerbated all those options and you still feel that you got shoot up a school, go and take yourself out. You do not need to shoot up a school because you are just putting a lot of people's lives in jeopardy, a lot of people's lives in harm because of your own actions about how you feel about a certain situation. That's not cool. That's not right. A lot of people shouldn't die because of you feeling some type of way. That's disgusting. That's nasty. And again, please get these kids and get these teachers some therapy and some help as well because this school shootings have become a complete muck. I'm not sure, sure how many school shootings have happened this year. What, 10 12, probably more, that I I know Uvalde, I know this one, I probably said some other ones during the past episodes, but Uvalde is a big one that just pops out to me, but school shootings have become a regular thing, and these kids need therapy, these, I would, I'm tongue-tied right now, I'm just trying to figure out what can we do to try to stop school shootings from happening, I don't know what we can do, I just know that there needs to be like some type of PSA or 
something for people that are feeling a type of way about school shooting. There needs to be some type of like literal investigation looking into these themes of why people are doing these school shootings. What do all of these past school shooters have in common? What is it to figure out some type of thing? I'm not in the time space to do that. I might be later down the line. But right now, I hope that some doctor or some type of scientist that is going to really like do a deep dive into it will do and figure out what the common theme is. And hopefully with that, we will at least figure out, okay, who are the next likely school shooters and actually nail it right instead of just assuming it's somebody. But with that, I want to wish the people of St. Louis, the school, uh, all my well wishes to the families that lost loved ones during this school shooting. Well wishes as well. This is a travesty. And also to the shooter's family. You got to give them well wishes too because, by God, they I know they didn't mean for this crap. I know no family ever means for one of their people to go over there and start shooting up people. And now they're going to be looked at, vilified for somebody in their family doing this type of stupid, disgusting villainry. Like, come on, dog. Imagine somebody in your family doing something that you didn't even agree with. And now everybody's going to look at you and like, how could you allow that to happen? None of these people allowed it to happen. They tried to call police to get the gun out. And the gun did get out, but somehow he was able to get it back. I don't understand how. Hopefully, the police are able to look into it, figure out how he did get it. And something could be done. I don't know what, but just something. But... Again, to the families and friends and people that lost loved ones in the school shooting and people that are injured because of the school shooting, I want to give you guys my well wishes. You are in my prayers. Now, off to the next topic as this comes from Reuters. Is it reads, Michigan teen pleads guilty in school shooting that killed four students. As it would read, a Michigan teenager on Monday pleaded guilty to murder in terrorism charges in a mass shooting last year at a high school outside Detroit that killed four of his classmates and wounded more than half a dozen other people. Ethan Crumley, 16, is accused of opening fire at Oxford High School on November 30th with a semi-automatic handgun that his father purchased for him as a Christmas gift days before the massacre. The case appears to be the first in the U.S. in which the parents of a teenager school shooting have been charged with crimes attributed to their child. Ethan Crumley's guilty plea is one small step forward on a long path towards obtaining full justice for our clients. We will continue to fight until the truth is revealed about what went wrong leading up to the tragedy. Vin Johnson, a lawyer representing several families of the victims, said in a statement, Crumley, who was 15 years old at the time of the shooting, pled guilty in Oakland County Circuit Court to 24 charges, including one charge of terrorism causing death and four counts of first-degree murder. Two boys aged 17 and 16 and two girls ages 17 and 14 were killed while six other students and a teacher were wounded in the rampage. Crumley was also charged with seven counts of assault with intent to murder and 12 counts of possession of a firearm in the commission of a felony. Prosecutors toward the court there were no plea agreement with Crumley who faces life without parole when he is sentenced. 
a tentative sentencing hearing is scheduled for February 9th, 2023. Now, continuing on with this topic, here was something that I found on from clickondetroit.com. It would say that Ethan Crumley voluntarily pleaded guilty to every charge against him, and in doing so, he was asked to respond to certain aspects of the case that led to manslaughter charges against his parents, James and Jennifer Crumley. Oakland County Assistant Prosecutor Mark Kirst read off each charge against him, and he responded yes in adamance to each one. Here are the final few items on Kirst's list. Is it true that November 30th, 2021, that all crimes were carried out while you possessed and used that 9mm handgun Kirst acts? Yes, he replied. Is it true that the firearm that you used on November 30th was purchased on November 26, 2021 by your father, James Crumley, Curse Axe? Yes, he replied. Is it true that you asked him to buy that firearm, Curse Axe? Yes, he replied. Is it true that you gave him your own money to buy that firearm, Curse Axe? Yes, he replied. Is it true that you picked that gun out to buy, Curse Axe? Yes, he replied. Is it true that on November 30th, 2021, that 9mm handgun that you used on Oxford High School was not kept in a safe or locked container, Curse Axe? Sorry, repeat that, he replied. So he would ask him that again, and he would say, yes, it was not locked, he replied. The people are satisfied. Less than two hours after the guilty plea, Oakland County Prosecutor Karen McDonald took questions about the case. She was asked about how the admissions during that guilty plea could affect the parents' case. The shooter said in court today that his parents brought the weapon and that it was in an unlocked container. She was asked, is that going to be used in the case against the parents? I cannot comment on the case about the parents. As you know, McDonald said, I can't state that he did say in his own words that his father brought the gun with his money that he gave to his father and that it was not locked. And those facts are very important for this case. We've charged him and he's been convicted of terrorism and it goes to his state of mind and his preparation and premeditation. So that is why that was part of his plea. The prosecution is going after the parents. So that's just what that means. Prosecution is going after the parents. They can't I'll let you guys know officially what they're going after the parents for, but they're going after them. You mean to tell me that the gun was not in a locked container and that it was freely able to get? Yeah, they're going to get the parents now. How are they going to do it? That's all on them. But the parents are going to get charged with something. They're already charged. They're already locked up. But I'm talking about they're going to be facing the judge and facing the court for something. The jury for something. Deep. Because again, with a gun not being locked up and put away... They're going to be charged with something. What? I have no idea. I'm not part of the legal system, but it's happening. And I'm hoping that people will start locking their guns up so that nobody will be able to get their guns. No child's able to get their gun willy-nilly just having the gun just laid out or in an open container. Hopefully, people are smart enough to put their guns in a safety like container or just somewhere that the kids cannot get. Or, and if the kids do know where it's at, Please lock it. Put the key away that the kid don't know where it's at because the kid should never ever know where a gun key is located. Only people that should know that is the parents or the guardian that is watching over the child. So that's just what my whole mind is thinking. This whole thing could have been avoided. I still have thoughts and prayers for everybody that constantly has to deal with any type of school shooting because, again, these kids, these teachers, everybody needs trauma and everybody, no, everybody has trauma. Everybody needs help to get rid of trauma and it just seems that that always gets washed like just completely just washed away without nobody truly thinking about it because you don't really hear about that so much of okay the kids are getting like some type of help or the teachers are getting some type of help you don't ever really hear about that so 
I'm hoping that they get some type of uh, help for this because this, again, should not be happening. No school shooting should be happening, but this is going to be a constant thing. And I just wish that we could figure out a way how we could end this whole uh, school shooting debacle. But again, Ethan Crumley, he's going to jail for how long? I have no idea. We'll have to wait until February 9th, 2023 to get his sentencing and hear what he's going to be facing. Now off to the next topic, as this comes from TMZ. Uh, real estate developer dies by suicide after college admissions scandal conviction. Robert Flaxman, one of the dozen of people charged in the college admissions scandal alongside Lori Loughlin and Felicity Hoffman, has died by suicide. Law enforcement sources told TMZ Robert's friends requested a welfare check on him last week at his home in Malibu, and cops found he hanged himself. According to our sources, coroners marked the case as closed, listing the matter of his death as suicide. We're told no note was found, but authorities did say Robert had a history of depression. Okay, so this man was depressed, and they would continuously go on saying that Robert pled guilty and was sentenced to a month behind bars, followed by a year of supervised release. He was also ordered to complete 250 hours of community service and pay a $50,000 fine. Okay, cool, whatever. The man was 66. I don't know. Again, with, and I'm going to be as sensitive as I can because I have never had any type of depression. I have never had any type of those uh, things happening towards me and my ideas and my mind and body. I've never had those type of things, so I'm going to be real sensitive when I say this. I never had any type of depression feel. Yes, have I been sad? Yes. Have I been sad over like a couple hours? Yes. I don't think that's depression. I think depression is way deeper than just a couple hours. I think it's a state of mind when you are just down in the slumps literally for days and it can happen for weeks. And in a moment, in that one moment, you can be happy and good. And then the next moment, you can just literally be sad and just down and out. And I, again, I haven't felt depression. I've been sad, but I've never been like depressed in the way that people in television and movies and everything to dictate. And even when people talk about themselves being depressed and for this man to have a history of depression, I would think that he should have had some type of pills or something. But again, I do know this certain pills do have certain like situations happen to people. Certain people don't feel well when they take the pills for their depression, certain people's body doesn't feel well, certain people might feel nauseous, certain people just don't like taking pills at all. For people that don't like taking pills, I will suggest please find a different route, find a different avenue for you to break out of your depression. I don't know what it is, because again, I always got to put it out there, I don't know, because I never been depressed, but just seeing people commiserate and talk to other people, just try to be around people, try to be around people that are happy and that are normal not just the people that's always happy like oh my god i'm so happy to see you just constantly happy 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 with a bright smile on their face every single time and everything so bright and cheery because sometimes that's get overwhelming because you think you might not be up to their level of always being the positive and all this type of stuff and it might put you into some self-doubt find you somebody that's normal some days you see them smiling some days you might see them sad and then if you see them sad guess what you can you guys can talk about problems that you guys are having and all this type of stuff so you can be at an even playing field with each other because again when you're next to somebody that's always smiling always happy you might think something's wrong with you for not being in this positive uh mindset and all this type of stuff and for people to think joe that's not the case just think about it if you're in a classroom and you're with a kid that is smart all the time 
or you might be in a class with kids that's just smart and you see nobody raising their hand when the teacher has, says you have questions. Anybody have any questions? And you might not understand it and nobody else raises their hand. You don't be afraid to raise your hand. Raise your hand because guess what? There's a lot of people in there that might not know the answers to a certain situation. They're just faking it until they're making it. You have to get over these own things that's plaguing your head. And I'm not saying depression is. I'm just saying for that own opinion, for my own example that I've stated, you got to get over that thing in your head. For depression, you somehow got to find a way to break that slump. And it might be a bigger slump down the line. I'm just saying, please find a way to break the slump so that you can get over whatever you have floating, running through your head. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to say anything bad. I'm just trying to please just throw out a couple ideas. So, again, if you're in a nice area, go out and go out for a walk. If you're around the beach, go out to the beach and just wash the ocean, put your feet into the sand, all this type of stuff. Uh, Do something that can make you happy in that moment so that you can get out of that depression funk. That's all I'm saying. And also, rest in peace to uh, Robert Flackman. Now, on to somebody who needs to have the internet taken away from them. And literally just their phone or whatever device it is. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin this week on Instagram, he posted up a photo of Helena Hutchinson, uh, the woman that was killed on the Rust uh, movie set. And he put one year ago today. No more, nonetheless, he just put one year ago today, dot, dot, dot. And I did not know this was a real thing until I was scouring social media and I was on uh, somebody's Instagram stories and they had it up there and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, all right, cool. That's, that's uh weird. And then people were flaming Alec Baldwin this week because of that. And I didn't think about it. And I said, okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty weird. So I just let it go, let it go until I started thinking, Okay, let me go back to see if Baldwin still got it up there because this seems like a real insensitive thing because, my guy, you accidentally killed his wife and everybody knows it's an accident. But for you to put one year later, not one year later, but one year ago and have his wife up there on as a on a photo, okay, you might have did that at a, at a sparing moment just to think you're doing nice. You think you're doing nice and then you just leave it up there. You might just, okay. And then somebody flames you. Somebody might have to pull you off to say, Ayo, take that down because you're getting flamed. Or, Ayo, what the hell are you doing? Take that down. No, at the time of this recording, right now, as I'm saying this, this man, Alec Baldwin, still has that Instagram photo up right now. And I am still perplexed at this. <sighs> Hollywood is a nasty, nasty game. I don't, I don't get it. There's an investigation still going on. You guys already settled a civil suit with the family, well, with the husband. The husband's going to have some type of role on the Rust movie set. And you guys are still allowed to shoot this movie Rust. I still don't understand how that movie is allowed to even be run. People are allowed to even go back to this movie set and say, okay, we're allowed to film again. This movie should be canned and trash. People might say, no, you got to film this movie out in honor of her. No, for me, I'm thinking, no, somebody died on this movie scene. Somebody died on this movie set. This thing is a situation, and there's still investigations going on to this day. Nobody has been arrested for the death of this woman. Certain people are calling for Alec Baldwin. I I don't know. 
Ali Baldwin had no idea this gun was going to be loaded, and when he shot him, there was ammo into it, but it doesn't matter. Some type of attorney, some type of DA could figure out a way to still charge Alec with something. I don't know, so let me just make that perfectly clear. I just think out of pure human, like, just etiquette, pure human dignity and common sense morality, you would not be posting up a woman that you inadvertently killed and saying one year ago today with no nothing, no anything, no saying rest in peace, no saying God bless your family in this time of need or anything, something with that you just put one year later. Now, certain people might say you can't say uh, God bless her soul or rest in peace or something like that because that may be an admission of guilt or whatever. If that's the case, take the damn photo down. You should have never had the photo up. Somebody should have tagged you and say, nah, 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 homeboy, don't, don't you dare put that up. Within the first hour or the first couple minutes, because your family, whoever's dealing with Alec Baldwin, his agent or somebody should have been able to immediately say, nah, 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 homeboy, you got to take this down something. Because this is ridiculous. Because he knew the type of, <laughs> he knew the type of flame he was going to get from people. And for me not to hear people getting about it as much, I didn't hear a lot of like media, like big media talking about this. This is a big thing. I don't understand how. But again, Hollywood rules everything. They decide what gets on big television. They decide what gets talked about to the masses. And it's all up to certain individuals on the internet, as in Twitter, Instagram, or whatever, to decide, is this thing really going to be spreading the way that it can be spread and really get Alec Baldwin the ass-chewing and ass-cutting that he needs to get for this? This is a situation now. Did Alec Baldwin talk to the husband of Helena about the photo? I don't know. I'm just saying for common decency, for just the look and the appeal for everybody, you shouldn't be posting nothing about her. That is one thing you should never do. You should just have that conversation with her husband, say, hey, yo, I'm sorry about what happened, and blah, blah, blah. That's it. You don't need to try to put that out there. Favorite in the human eye is good whenever you have like a rest in peace or condolences or something like that for something that you did, and that going to happen like like literally like a year and a couple months after the fact and you're actually able to explain why you didn't do it earlier and all this type of stuff but for you to have a photo just a plain photo with no explanation behind it just one year ago today no that's 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 not going to cut it but that's not gonna cut it you're gonna get people asking you why do you put r.i.p why do you put condolences blah 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 if you can't do none of that don't post it. That's all I'm saying for Baldwin. Somebody should have yanked him and say, nah, homie, don't post post that. But the only thing I can say is uh, hopefully other celebrities that, I'm not going to say are in this situation, but hopefully other celebrities that are in situations that are not bad like this, but just having to say something stupid out the mouth or do something stupid, they can easily come out apologize about it get out of the way because this is a legit an apology type of offense you can apologize about this alec you can talk to his husband her husband about this and apologize to him and you could take that photo down even now you can still take it down hopefully you do we'll shall see when the time comes hopefully by the time this thing gets posted up and aired you take it down but if not people go check alec baldwin's page and see if it's still up there why not now off to the next topic, as this talks about Elon Musk finally acquiring Twitter after 
ending a months-long saga that cast Musk as suitor, critic, legal advisory, and ultimately owner of the social media platform, as it's come from ABC News. A source familiar with the matter confirmed the deal closure to ABC News on Friday morning. Some of Twitter's top executives were fired, including the CEO, the CFO, which is the chief financial officer, the chief legal officer, and the general uh, counsel. And the company will be launching an internal investigation according to the source. Now, what does that mean? I just think that Elon wants to have all the control that he can. He doesn't want nobody to try to delegate to him what he can do and can't do with his new app, his new toy. But we shall see what happens in the future. Uh, Meanwhile, the New York Stock Exchange confirmed on Friday morning that Twitter shares are now suspended for trading, which means the social media platform is headed for delisting and is no longer a public company. On Thursday night, Musk tweeted, the bird is freed. The Washington Post, the New York Times, and Wall Street Journal were among the first outlets to report the news Thursday evening, also citing sources familiar with the matter. On Wednesday, Musk posted a video of himself walking into Twitter offices with a sink with the tagline, Entering Twitter HQ. Let that sink in. Uh, Okay, so you did that as a play on words here. Okay, so Elon Musk now owns Twitter. Now he's going to make it a more private company, a.k.a. nobody's going to be able to tell him what to do. He does not answer to any shareholders. Twitter is just now his personal toy. Now, what does that mean for everybody? I have no idea. I don't know what that means. Again, I go on Twitter a lot. That's my bread and butter for a lot of things. I get a lot of funny content out of that. I get a lot of informational content out of that because Twitter is literally a one-stop shop post situation. People can quickly post up. Uh, their status of business. They could quickly post up news about a gun shooting or about somebody having a robbery happening at a uh, location. I mean, Twitter is literally CNN, but on like your phone. It's literally the quickened, unsanctioned version of CNN. If something happens, somebody's quickly going to tweet that out and it's going to go out to the world. And hopefully it hits the world's uh, ears and eyes real uh, fast. It's only going to take people with a lot of followers for it to... uh, garner attention but elon musk now owns twitter what does that mean i don't know we have to wait in these next following months to see what happened but elon owns twitter now so congrats to elon musk and again i told you before with this whole situation this is just nothing but billionaire games playing a a johnson measuring contest to try to see who got the bigger johnson and again that's above my pay grade but This is billionaire uh, games here, this billionaire wars, as we're still going into billionaire wars here, as this comes from uh, fortune.com, and it says, Snap CEO slams Zuckerberg's $15 billion metaverse as the last thing I want to do when I get home from work. And it's basically uh, the Snap CEO was at a, like, techie conference this past Wednesday, and he made a comment saying, the last thing I want to do when I get home from work at the end of a long day is live inside a computer to the laughter of the audience. Phil Spencer, who runs Microsoft's Xbox division, wasn't any more bullish on the concept of the metaverse, saying, I'm going to get in trouble when I say this, but it's a poorly built video game. Building a metaverse that looks like a meeting room, I find it's not a place where I want to spend most of my time. See, This is the thing that people got to understand. You guys are completely hating. Now, the metaverse could be garbage. The metaverse could be something that is going to generate and help out people in the future, communicate with others face-to-face much more better. Who knows? I just know that was a lot of hate on that stage, to be honest with you. I just know that's a lot of hater 
energy on that stage. If you're going to hate on Mark Zuckerberg creating a metaverse, I don't know what you guys are doing. Are you upset that you guys didn't come up with the technology first or grab the technology from a company that was building it first? I don't know. Again, these are people that have billions of dollars playing these Johnson measuring competition with each other. If somebody has it and they feel that they should have had it first, they're going to hate on them just like a regular common person will hate on another person for having something that they wanted. This is nothing but just a big hater situation. I don't like it. I wish people would just try to build up other people. But again, this is companies that are in competition with each other. They will have, will need to have eyes and uh, consumers constantly active on their stuff. So whenever you have a consumer not active on your stuff and they're on your competition stuff, yes, you're going to throw out hate to try to uh, demoralize your competition. And personally, I don't like that unless it's somebody that you really have bad blood with. And all these billionaires don't got bad blood with each other. They make too much money to have bad blood with each other, like true, true hatred, bad blood with each other. So this was just nothing but purity hate for the idea. You're just hating that you didn't have it first. So Martin Zuckerberg continue doing the metaverse. I don't know what it is. I know the concept. I've seen uh, videos of it and cool. Continue to try to build it up because, again, once this thing hits the market the way that it's supposed to hit, I guarantee you everybody's going to want to be on the metaverse. Everybody's going to see what it's about. And I guarantee you, yes, it's going to hit a couple snags here and there at the beginning, but they're going to fix it up and do what they need to do for the metaverse. I think it's probably already out now. I have no idea. They say it's poorly built, but again, this is something new. This whole VR space, this whole virtual reality space where people put on headsets and literally in these new 3d model worlds that's a thing that thing has been constantly in the works for years and years i just feel again there's enough money for everybody and these billionaires know there's enough money for everybody because how you think they become billionaires they know where the money really is so this is nothing but hate mark zuckerberg keep doing your thing could just make sure that the metaverse actually comes out right again there's gonna be some snacks but you're gonna end up getting it right now, before I get you guys out of here, I just want to make a quick note, a quick PSA. If you are going trick-or-treating with your kids tomorrow, if you happen to have trick-or-treated with your kids probably last day or this past weekend, please look out for your kids' candy because, again, this is weird times that we're living in. You got a lot of weird people out here just being nasty folks. They could put anything into these kids' candies or into your kids' bags or whatever. There's just a lot of nastiness out here, and it's disgusting. So please, if you haven't went trick-or-treating, you're going to go trick-or-treating tomorrow because tomorrow's technically the actual day of Halloween, which is on a Monday. It's weird, but it is what it is. Uh, watch out for the candy that your kid's getting. And also, if you already went trick-or-treating, just... Uh, Look after your kids' candy. Make sure nothing is wrong with it. Make sure all the kids' wrappers are literally sealed the way they're supposed to be, like the factory would. And if it looks wrong, just throw it out. That's just my quick PSA on Halloween and trick-or-treating in general. I hope everybody has a great Halloween. I hope everybody had a great Halloween because certain people had parties yesterday. And uh, I know people are probably going to have parties tonight. Well, the adults, not the children. But please be careful if you are going to those parties. To make sure nothing happens to you. Do not drink any uh, suspicious drinks that you did not order. And just please be careful of yourself and your surroundings when you go to these Halloween themed parties.
Now, with that being said, let me get you guys out of here. On Twitter, you can find me at, at My2Podcast. Instagram, My2CentsPodcastG2, all one word. And my email is My2CentsPod at Yahoo.com. You can email me about anything, whether you want to just talk to me on a personal level, or you just want to give me any uh, insights on a topic that I missed or information that I missed about a said topic that I talked about today. Now, I want you guys to have a lovely Saturday. I want you guys to have a lovely Halloween as well. I hope you guys go into this week with open eyes and open ears and just taking knowledge as much as you can and also know we're coming close to the end of the year so please be careful because it's about to be feeding frenzy time people are about to be uh stealing packages people are about to be stealing uh and going into people's homes so please be on the alert for that and with that please always remember i love you i love you i love I love you all. I thank you all. I want to thank all the podcast uh, stations that I'm on. I want to thank you guys. They constantly download the episodes every single week. I really do appreciate that as I am two episodes away from episode 100. And I do appreciate every single person. I want you guys to have a great week and just be cautious. Don't be a dick. Please be uh, courteous to everybody that you come in contact with because you have no idea what they're going through. And if you are feeling suicidal, the suicide hotline is in my episode description i constantly have that for you to call it up so you can feel and talk to somebody to let them uh to explain to them how you are feeling and hopefully you guys know that you are loved you guys are cared for and that people want to see you uh live out your day-to-day and people do care for you now with that being said this isn't goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again this has been my two cents podcast this has been g2 i love you all i thank you and kanye could you please take these people home i'm tired you tired uh-huh. jesus wept uh-huh.